Do you think work can change the world? Do you have a little rebel in you? If you said yes, this is your podcast. You don't have to settle for bad management, bad leadership, and bad workplaces. There are better ways. Let's find them together. I'm your host, Stosh D. Walsh, and this is Insubordinate. Better workplaces, better world. Welcome back to the program. Thank you again for the gift of your attention. We're launching into a series on leadership myths. There are several of these myths, and the one we're going to start with is that anyone can be a leader in any situation given the right preparation. This myth is rooted in the same misconception as tenets like a person can become anything they put their mind to, or practice makes perfect, or the 10,000-hour expertise rule. Each of these is problematic, and they have implications for leadership. In case the world hasn't already taught you this, you can't become anything you put your mind to. I'm not going to spend 10,000 hours on something physics or math related and then somehow get to a point where I can sit in Houston and be a positive contributor to the space program. It's just not possible. I'm not building on enough of a foundation or interest for that to happen. And that's true in so many ways for so many of us. But unfortunately, we continue to hear this as inspirational prescription, and we continue to celebrate this when we see it as though it's good advice. It's not only bad advice for all of us in terms of how we apply our talent, but it's really bad advice in terms of how we think about leadership, because not everyone can lead in any situation, and preparation is one aspect of what's important about leadership, but it's not the defining aspect. So let's dive in. This idea that we can become anything we put our minds to is subtly damaging. Because in the same way that a one or two degree trajectory shift at the onset of a journey doesn't seem significant at the beginning, the longer someone believes this myth, the farther that person will travel on that wrong trajectory. And then the greater the distance between that person's reality and their aspirations. We're taught this myth, especially in the U.S., from the very beginning. It's the quote-unquote American dream. Everyone has the opportunity to make of themselves whatever they wish. But there's a difference between opportunity, which is almost always a positive, and this misconception. Not too long ago, I heard a comedian say that nearly every male in this country would be a fireman, an astronaut, or a professional athlete if we could become anything we wanted to be. After all, isn't doing something along those lines the dream of many little boys? So why then are so many people doing so many other things? I contend the answer is simple, because self-aware people tend to sort to roles and environments where they can excel, where their talents are valued. It will surprise some people in the leadership space, but not everyone wants to be a leader, much less can perform the role and the responsibilities of leadership well. But the point here is not desire. The point is aptitude. Leaders can and should be measured on outcomes. It's not the number of followers that defines a leader, but what that person does with their influence. Let me say that one more time, because this is especially true in our digital society. It is not the number of followers that defines a leader. 
but what that person does with their influence. We have made followership a god in our society. Whoever has the most followers on social media has the loudest voice, and whatever they say is often treated as golden, even if they're saying something that's totally rubbish. This happens all the time. Influencers, because they have many followers, have immense power, even if they're talking about things that they have virtually no expertise and no background in. This is dangerous for a leader. But putting influencers to one side and boiling everything else away, the reason not everyone can be a leader in every situation is simple, because not everyone can produce positive outcomes in every circumstance. If they could, we would never have to fire a leader in an organization, and we would never have to interview more than one candidate for any leadership role. If everyone could do it, there would be no such thing as diversity, no such thing as specialization. We rightly celebrate these in other areas, but when it comes to leadership, we seem to want to have it both ways. But this is impossible. We can't think that anyone can do any job in our organization. And let me dive into that just a little bit further. In essence, if we're saying that no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what your background is, no matter what your talent is, no matter what your education is, if we give you enough preparation, then you could lead in any situation. That makes you a carbon copy of everyone else. And nothing could be further from the truth. You are special, unique, gifted, but in the ways that you are special and unique and gifted. Those words preclude you from being like everybody else, and they preclude you from doing certain things. It also makes it so that you can't produce the same level of outcomes or the same quality of outcomes as someone else, and therefore that person is more qualified and better suited to lead in that arena than you are. And you have your own places where you're going to produce the best outcomes and you're the most suited to be the leader in that area. So we should have it both ways, but in a way that says we are going to celebrate the fact that everyone brings something different and that when we bring those things together, it creates a perspective, it creates a breadth, it creates a richness as opposed to, well, if you train this person for long enough, they could do it. So can everybody else. And we don't really have to worry about whether we're bringing in a diverse perspective or we're bringing in some sort of specialization or the fact that someone has dedicated their entire career, even their entire life to a given thing, like we talked about in a previous episode of this podcast where we spoke about individual contributors. Let me give you an example. If we want an innovative person to take our organization forward with ideas, we go out and find someone who can do that. Someone who has proven, again, outcome-based, their ability to accomplish this. Similarly, if we want to orient our organization toward customer service and employee retention, we seek a leader who has the ability to empathize and engage. Can innovation and empathy exist in the same person? Of course. But to think that we can hire for one and train the other when we have no empirical evidence to support that the ability exists is just foolish. We have to build on a base of talent. We have to build on a base of preference. It's rare for someone to be an innovative, idea-based, obsessed with the unrealistic future kind of person and also be very empathic toward the needs of a single customer or client. It happens, but it's rare. 
People who are wired differently need to lead in different spaces. Part of what we've done over time, though, is we've made one kind of leadership, executive leadership, representative of all kinds of leadership. And then we've said, this is what leadership is. And if you're not leading in this way, you're not a leader. The myth that we'll explore in next week's episode is you can't be a leader because that prescription that says you can't be a leader is derived from an incorrect definition of position in leadership. All leaders have in common an orientation toward the future, but how they apply that orientation varies widely. Ironically, this is part of what gave rise to the philosophy of situational leadership, which is basically an extension of the myth that anyone can lead in any situation, that leaders put on one kind of hat or another kind of hat given the situation that arises. There's some truth to that. We do modify our approach. We do take on whatever the stimulus of the environment is and deal with it. But the notion that we could just have any leader who can be involved in any situation and perform well and produce good outcomes is really foolish. We need to have a breadth of people who are expert. We need to have a breadth of people who are gifted, talented. And that's why we need leadership teams as opposed to single leaders at the top of groups. More specifically than that even, do we really think that any person in our organization could be the CEO, the COO, or the CIO? I would submit to you that not even the individuals in those roles could perform the leadership function of the others. More importantly, they might not perform the leadership functions of more local-level leaders well. So the street runs both ways on this. Functional leaders are very important to an organization. Not everyone is going to be the CEO, the COO, or the CIO, but we shouldn't be creating a hierarchy of those in terms of what leadership is and what leadership isn't, because it makes it so that we're having a, a logjam of Everyone's trying to get to those same positions, and leadership is not about position. It's about what we do with the gifts we have and our orientation toward the future for the common good. At a more accessible level, perhaps, this truth proves obvious also. How many people do you know who can calm a room of 25 squirrely 10-year-olds? Do we really think that anyone could lead in that situation? Would you trade places and do just as well as those with the best outcomes? The answer for most of us is certainly not. There's a particular kind of leadership that people who interact with young people, children, have that the rest of us don't. Those people are still leaders. Those people are gifted. Those people are leveraging their talent. Those people are achieving outcomes that the rest of us couldn't achieve. Even in entertainment, this is the case. Consider American Idol, where hopefuls audition in front of a panel who've proven outcomes in the field of their aspirations. Some of these contestants are instant contenders. Others, to put it bluntly, are delusional. That's not to say that the individuals who clearly can't sing have no talent. It's just that singing isn't the area where that talent exists, but they're brought up to believe that they can do anything they put their minds to. They're brought up to believe that they could lead in any situation as long as they have enough preparation. 
Some of them have even invested in this. They've taken voice lessons. They've taken music lessons. They've learned to play an instrument, but they're never going to do that at the level where they're going to be recognized because they can't produce the outcomes that the famous judges on the panel have already produced. So why should specific realms of leadership be any different? Not everyone would thrive as a CEO, just as not everyone thrives as a daycare provider. Why isn't it simply okay to say, I know many people in this world who are good at that, but I'm not one of them. We still persist in this myth when the remedy to it is plain. Lead in the place where we add the most value based on outcomes. Stop trying to be all things to all people or to lead in ways that are not natural for us. That doesn't mean we stop learning or stop trying to expand our skill sets. Far from it. But it does mean we focus our energy and investment where it can elicit the greatest return. The greatest return for the common good. The greatest return with an orientation toward the future. The places where we are actually leading, not merely doing the best we can. Insubordinate episodes release weekly on Tuesday mornings. If you found this episode helpful, please consider rating or writing a review for the podcast or sharing it with a friend. As always, resources to help you are listed in the program notes. Until next time, stay with the program.